Welcome, everybody, to our podcast series, Conversations with Authentic Leaders. Ordinary leaders doing extraordinary things. I'm David Irvin, and I want to welcome you all. As, as those of you who have sat through my previous podcasts know, that I'm, I'm in the leadership development field. I am passionate. My life's work is about developing leadership capacity in all walks of life. And my premise is that when people are authentic, when they get past those fads and the gimmicks and the flavors of the month, and they're just real, this is where impact lies, is in our realness. It's not so much the tools in leadership as it is the tool user. It's not so much what leaders do it's about who leaders are. And there's nothing wrong with going to some leadership training and learning some skills and some ideas and some strategies and some getting some tools to learn how to work as a leader. But my passion is to look at that person underneath that. And so rather than having a podcast on a lot of theory, although there may be some, some sessions that I give some of my philosophy and some of my thinking around what authentic leadership really is, I thought the best way for me to get to what authentic leadership ultimately is about is to talk to authentic leaders, people who have inspired me and have... Uh, helped me see leadership, authentic leadership, precisely in action. And I define authenticity as the courage to stand fully in the essence of who you are and allow that essence to be seen and to be heard in the world. And I was so inspired by our guest that's joining us today that I, I said, I have to hear Shelley's story. And I want to hear your philosophy, your presence, Shelley, absolutely inspired me in just a very short visit that we had. Now, Shelley, it's Shelley Coote that's joining us today. And she is the manager of community support services for the town of High River here in Alberta in Western Canada. And I'm going to start off, uh, Shelley, your inspiration, and I'm going to say your authentic presence. It is so challenging to, to really be able to define what is an authentic leader. You just kind of know. It's like beauty. You know when it's there. You just can't really articulate it. But you can certainly tell a story about that and about what got you there. But I just, uh, when I, you know, I was so uh, inspired by your leadership and your philosophy that I said, we got to have you on the show. So, Shelley, would you just start off by just telling us a little bit about your job and about your role there as manager of community support services? What do you do and why, that's, why your job is important to you? 
Sure, thanks. Um, first, I'm, I'm, I'm very honored. That's quite the introduction. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much. Um, I, I have the privilege of working with the people of High River. Um, we, I'm, as a manager of community support services, there's a number of different programs that fall underneath that, but all of them have to do with, um, with the citizens of this great community. So um, the first program is Family and Community Support Services. So for people from Alberta, they're familiar with it. It's, a, it's an Alberta um, unique um, program that works with preventative social programs. Um, and for us, that means it's about being proactive, it's about being strength-based and really intentional with the work that, that we do. And so that fits very much for me. Um, we have probably three different programs that fall under FCSS. We have a community resource center that I've got a team of staff that work out of there. We have a, a really small little youth program and then we have a community development kind of branch that does some really neat work. As well, the Parent Link Center falls under Community Support Services, so that's um, programs and supports and services for families with children zero to six. And they also work in other communities outside of High River, but our primary base is here in High River. And then there's other projects that don't fall under either of those programs, either because of mandate or funding or something like that, but they fall under us. And that is, um, we have an affordable housing program, we work with, um, we're part of the United Way of Calgary area. We have the United Way High River Partnership. So that way we get to work with a great community committee and, and help invest dollars locally. And then, of course, um, emergency social services would fall under my portfolio as well. So is it kind of safe to say that it's the human side of, of community development and, and uh, community leadership? <laughs> For me, it's always the people. <laughs> yes, I got a sense um, of that when I when I met you. Yeah, I um, and and yeah, it's such a great, it's such a, an honor really to be working with so many different types of people, people that contribute in different ways, people with different abilities, and and so that for me is, yeah, exciting. Now, can you give me, Shelley, your philosophy of leadership? What, is, what does it mean to be a leader? And can you begin to even articulate what, that, what leadership actually means to you? Um, I, I, I can if it's not about me. <laughs> I guess it's easier for me to see that people that I, I see as leaders are who kind of that way. I think, um, yeah, um, I think you said it in, in, in your introduction, people who aren't afraid to stand up um, for what they, what they believe in. And that's um, when there's a confidence, not an arrogance, but when there's a confidence about them that they, they truly believe in, in what they're doing. Um, and there's just, they, yeah, people, people want to be around that, that positive energy that's making a difference, making a change. And so that's kind of what I, I look for. Um, if I had to choose a philosophy, it would probably be more around servant leadership. If I had to put a word to it, I guess. Um, and just looking at how how can I serve the people of this community? How can I serve my organization well? How can I yeah serve serve my team? And so it's it's more from that service piece than it is from a hierarchical piece. If that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. It makes sense, and it's one of the reasons why you inspired me. I just find it very inspiring. All of the leaders that I have interviewed and that I have met over the years that I would call authentic leaders, I find it very fascinating that you, you demonstrate 
one of the qualities, the primary quality of an authentic leader, and that is your humility. That you aren't here to tell people what a great leader you are. In fact, I'm going to guess that you probably wouldn't even say that you were a leader. You were just a servant, and you just wanted to be of help and service and bring value to other people. And I don't know, unless somebody labeled it as a leader, I'm not even sure that you would call yourself a leader, except in the eyes of other people. Do you think that's true? Yeah, that just because it doesn't feel comfortable, that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and I find that true in, in other authentic leaders, that they just, they're not comfortable seeing themselves as a leader. Do you have a sense of why that is for you? Um, probably because I was just brought up to, to, to not, not be that kind of arrogant or that, and I don't mean that leaders are arrogant. I just don't, I don't have that, that level of, um, I don't know if it's confidence or, um, I'd much rather be behind the scenes than in, than in front of the scenes. If that makes, yeah, that, that's, that's a better fit. For me. Well, I can tell you, I didn't see any ego. I have not experienced any ego from you. And I would call that actual confidence because you're confident that you don't need to be boastful. You don't need to be arrogant. You see yourself for who you are and you, you want to bring the best out in others. That's how I experienced you. Yeah, we had that. Somebody had given me a, a definition last, last year, so it was on my bulletin board. It's not there anymore, but. Um, it was focusing on being, creating an ecosystem than an ego system. <laughs> and thought that was, ooh, that's a neat thing. That it's about how do we all work together, not just about one, one person. So Beautiful. That's beautiful. That, you live that in spades from my experience of you. Now, what, the question that I want to ask you is how did you get to this point? And my premise, Shelley, is that we all have defining moments. Maybe they're ordeals, maybe they're crises, maybe there's trauma. Um, maybe they are inspiring moments by mentors in our life. But we all have these what I call defining moments that make, me, that make us who we are, that help shape us and form us and cultivate the ability to impact and the ability to influence others. And I am very curious as to whether you could define for us what some of those defining moments may have been for you. Can you articulate in any way what might be your story that would lead you to be who you are today? I've, I've given it some thought because you did let me know that this might be a, a, a question. And I, and I went somewhere that I, I probably wouldn't have gone without some of your, your, your questions. Because I haven't had that one, um, I've had some, some, some good leaders, but I haven't had that one like, like whoa, <laughs> um, kind of one. And it's, and it's also not, not from trauma. So it's not a, an aha moment. But when I looked back, I, I, um, I, I, I grew up on a farm. <laughs> and as simple as that sounds, it's, it's, I think it's what inspired me in the sense that I don't, I don't know any different. I don't know how not to... Um, take pride in, in, in work. Um, my parents very much um, were, were about gratitude and about um, we were we were rich not because of what we had but because of what we were able to give. Um, 
and that was that was ingrained in us. So I don't I don't know any different if that makes sense. Um, and so it was it's actually been kind of a neat journey to to kind of go back and to look at dad's qualities and mom's qualities that I never never looked at them as leaders before and never defined them that way. But that's where I was able to pinpoint it. That's where I'm looking at. And I can speak for my, my, my sister is 10 years older. I think she's an amazing leader. <laughs> but looking back, that's that's where she got it from as well. Like, I can see it. So that's been kind of interesting. You know, I always say, Shelley, that you're not really a leader until someone says that you are. Mm-hmm. And it, it, a, leader, a leader is just really just a label that we put on the ability to, to influence and and uh, I'd like you to maybe articulate a little bit more. Can you describe the leadership that your parents provided to you on the farm? How did they how did they convey their values? What did they? I, I'm I'm passionate about parenting and about working with kids and about children's mental health and about how children learn. Uh, in this world, and how do they learn to be a contributor versus a consumer? And what what were some what were some examples, maybe, or however you want to articulate? How did your parents convey these values to you? Mostly in just the in the, in the day to day. So in the sense that um, they both loved well, they loved each other. That that, that helped. <laughs> but they they loved what they did, and and. You know, my, my dad immigrated on his own. Um, his story was that he saw a picture of a farm when he was 12 years old, and and uh, and and that's what he knew he wanted to do. And so he was just grateful every day that he got the opportunity to do what what he wanted to do, and he showed it every day. So never complained about working seven days a week. Never complained about doing chores or the weather. Or he he truly loved um, what he what he did. And, and as a result, he was a really hard worker. Um, but, but balance as well. So Sundays were family days and church days and those sort of things. So I think was able to, to model that too, that it wasn't everything, but it, but it was what, what helped us do what we were able to do or have what we were able to have. Um, lots, lots, of, lots of gratitude, whether that was for nature or for um, the life of livestock, those, those sort of things. Um, we, we we lived in a community where um, we were we were different in the sense that we, we didn't go to the same church as a lot of people that in our community did and and um, mom and dad weren't like others but they were always liked by others um, which again looking back it's, it's just kind of neat to see and I think that's because they they were just who they were they were they were honest they didn't change for anybody but they never judged anybody else. Um, they never really questioned anybody else, and as a result, they were very, very well respected in, in their community. So that's, again, if you look at leadership qualities, that's that's who you'd want to who you'd want to be. Um, I think for, for Dad, I think he was he was very grateful, and he felt that he led a life of privilege again, just because he was able to do what he got to do. So he was never entitled, never greedy. Um, never envious of, of, of someone else, um, just always really grateful for, for what he had. Um, yeah, which is, which is neat. So he modeled the kind of character that you have come to integrate into your own life. He lived it. He didn't he necessarily it. teach it, but he lived it. Yep, and I think 
you need it because you're on a farm as well, that your world is a bit smaller. So that, that was our example. So we were around kind of other like people in the sense of, of those same sort of qualities. And so truly didn't just didn't know any different that that's, that's, that's how we were, we were supposed to be, which is, which is neat. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's very cool. How did your mom convey those values? I, I, I again, I never saw that for, for mom. She, she didn't never work outside the home. And so trying to look at, she, she truly believed that, um, you know, she was she would follow him anywhere, but she was not a follower. If that makes sense, she was a real team player. So, um, so they so they they did it together, even though they had very clear roles and responsibilities. They they farmed together. Um, she embraced learning. This is a you know he moved her out of the city to a farm, and she didn't know how to drive at the time. And you know by the end she was driving and would move chickens and and would can and do everything else. So just embraced learning and, and stretching herself. Yeah, I never thought of looking at it that way, but <laughs> it's been a, a good journey to go back and look. Um, she always stayed true to herself, and um, there was there was no work that was ever ever beneath them. So they would, whether that was, yeah, they would they would do it all. So the other um, neat thing I think about my mom that I think used to, what I thought used to maybe bother me. <laughs> And this, um, actually, I've been, I've been reading your book, so I've been kind of cheating. I've been <laughs> reading your book, and at one point you talk about um, the, the importance of the, of the story and how we, re- how we remember a story or how we recall that story. We could have a, a, a trauma, a traumatic event or a difficult event, and Mom's story, would, when she conveyed it, it would always have a positive spin. <laughs> be like, were we at the same family gathering, or were we at the same... Um, and yet, in the end, that that truly was was is her gift because she can she can always see the positive in something, and and in the end, her story um, was what mattered. If it was a she was able to change it in such a way that it was a positive memory or a positive. Um, and so that's been kind of neat to kind of change what used to maybe frustrate me growing up <laughs> about her. Now that I see that that was a real gift that she modeled that that for us. I just, I just find, Shelley, you have this unique ability as a leader to balance v- courage, strength. Uh, you got a backbone at the same time that you have compassion. And I'm, I'm wondering how those two abilities were integrated into you growing up. Whether you got one from your one parent and one from the other, or were they both? It sounds like your mom had both of those qualities fairly intertwined in her own in her own character. Yeah, dad, dad was a tougher, um, and not mean by any by any stretch of the, the word, but he he was a um, he had, he had a high expectations. Maybe that's a way to say it. Other, of himself, of others, of of cleanliness, of, of the farm, and just those those sort of things. So I think maybe that backbone comes a little bit from from that, um, and the compassionate piece. I think it's from both of them. Truly, just never judging anyone or ever um, never harm anyone with their words, with their anything. Um, that's pretty amazing. 
Absolutely. But, th but they lived it. And you just observed this. I'm just curious as to why you might have picked up some of these values when a, a sibling may not have done that. Do you have any sense of why these values became integral and important in your life? It just became part of who you are. I don't know any different, and I don't, I don't, um, you know, as a, as a kid, if there was, if a new kid moved into school, it'd be me that was asked to show them around, right? Like, I think it was just, it was, um, it was a little bit of an ex expectation, but because it was natural, I don't, I don't, I've never had to think about that piece. It sounds like there were elements also that were that you were born with that there was a, there were elements toward caring toward compassion i'm very curious how you ended up in the field of working in community support services as opposed to accounting what was it what was it about your life that you just said this is who i meant to be I don't know if you've ever contrasted it when you were with a in a job where you weren't using your your gifts and your unique okay. abilities, and you you understood the diff learned the difference the hard way maybe about difference. But how did you know? There's so many there's so much I want to ask you. But how did you know to get into this work? Because this is who you are, and I don't know your your parents obviously fostered it and cultivated it, developed it. But I'm not sure that they actually gave it to you. I, it sounds like it was just really who you are. Yeah, there, there was no other choice. If I looked at school, <laughs> if I looked at doing something, I, I mean, I just to, um, if if you can, um, to do what do what makes you makes you happy. Do what would make you want to get up in the morning. Do what would make you like I. I couldn't imagine taking something else in school or, yeah, although it's, it's, it's really interesting. My, my sister, like I mentioned, she's 10 years older. We're, we're very similar and yet our careers have been very different. She's always been in business. She's in, well, it's, it's, it's hospitality, <laughs> but she's always been, um, she's a manager of, um, of hotels for years. So, um, and yet her, her approach to the work, even though it's business and, and more revenue generating, her approach is very, very similar always about developing people and respecting people and valuing people and that gets her her bottom line if that makes sense um so again i think it's maybe it's something that we, we were born with um but i don't know i'm gonna have to think on that one it's very hard to know it's very hard to know these are questions that we reflect on but there probably really isn't an answer Are there less? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just, I, um, I have a, a quote at home on a, on a little tile that says, learn, learn who you are and be such. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I don't, I, for me, I don't have the typical path or what I would say was a planned path. I, I didn't marry. I didn't have kids. That was never, that was never the plan. <laughs> and so, um, but you also have to, you have to accept that. Um, and so that, I think, 
So that title has meaning for that reason, but I think it also fits for this, that you have to, you have to learn who you are. And if you're someone who, who, who gets their bucket filled, um, if, if, you're, if you're lucky enough to have a bucket, <laughs> if you get your bucket filled um, by one line of work or by volunteering somewhere or something, I think you have an obligation to do that. Um, otherwise, it's just a bucket. <laughs> right? But, 100%. Um, Couldn't so, agree more. Yeah. You have to learn, learn who you are and then, and then be it. Not try to be something else or somebody else. Or, um, so I'm a really good aunt. <laughs> but I didn't get to be a mom. But that, that wasn't in the cards for me. That wasn't my... And that's okay. Now. It wasn't always. But it's okay. Now. Are there lessons that you got growing up that you might want to convey to our listeners around how do you support others to be authentic? How do you support others to have the courage to stand fully in their own essence? Because you have done this so beautifully and you serve your community from your, what I call your authentic self so beautifully. What might we learn from your journey as we are e- examining and questioning and reflecting on how to bring more fully our authentic presence to life? Yeah, I don't, I've, it sounds really basic, but just, just be you in, in the sense of it, you'll, you'll, you'll know what feels comfortable and what, and what doesn't, right? You'll, you'll know, um, Do you know, I have to tell you, I find it very fascinating because people often ask me, do you have to be charismatic? Do you have to be an extrovert to be a leader? Because I think there's this notion that we've got to be up in front of the room and inspiring people with wise words or a vision. And while that's one way to lead, I think you have very well articulated um, how difficult it is to articulate leadership. And you've also illustrated that being a quiet, supportive, strength, strong backbone behind the scenes is every bit as valid to bring this thing called leadership forward. That it that you, there isn't a formula, there isn't a prescription for this is what a leader has to look like. You have really demonstrated that even today in your challenge to say, boy, I, you know, I don't know quite how to articulate this, but I'll tell you, you, you live it. And I'll tell you, it's, it's sometimes easier to espouse it and to tell it than it is to live it. And you really live it, even though it may be difficult to put some some of this into words. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm a capital I introvert. <laughs> so, so that so that's true, that you don't you don't have to be. And I don't think if I set out to be a leader that I would I'd be doing what I was doing. Because it, 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 it isn't that that's not that's not my, my, my goal. My my passion isn't this doesn't necessarily leadership it's where it's landed me because I followed my my passions but if, if I wanted to be a leader that I don't I don't think this is where I would be 
um, I think there's some people that are comfortable if I go to kind of faith-based organizations that are comfortable with um, preaching. I'm that's not my my comfort zone. I'm more comfortable doing. <laughs> so that's kind of leading by example. And again, I guess that's kind of again how I was I was brought up. But um, so I think um, the people that have, that have inspired me, if, if I look back, they're they're people who 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 do what they what they believe in and they, they do what they say that that in my eyes makes them a leader not not a job title not a not a position not um not authority because oftentimes i think there's people in authority who don't who don't have aren't doing it for the for maybe for the right reasons or i don't know if that kind of fits into what you were saying but it's just it's, it's interesting to look at being being a leader wasn't wasn't my goal <laughs> You never, you never sought leadership, but paradoxically, that's what made you a great leader. That you really just sought. Ironically, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is ironic because you, what you sought was to serve, and to be of bring value to others, and to you know to carry on your parents' values that they instilled so well in you. And it's interesting that uh, that you have earned the respect, the credibility the trustworthiness of your community to have you in this kind of a role that's so influential. I think it's about that, that leading by example kind of piece, right? Um, that maybe it's maybe there's a definition that society has put in our head of what leadership is, that it has to maybe be something um, beyond, beyond what it is, but it is that kind of leading by example. Whether you're leading just you, just your life, <laughs> Or you're, you're leading a team, or in some places an organization or a business, but maybe it's that basic. Well, you know, I always say that the impact and the influence of leaders um, ripples into this generation and into the next generation. And I think of, I'm very moved, frankly, when you talk about the impact of your parents and the simple values that they raised you with, and then how you convey those values to your team, and how your team convey those values to the myriad of people, the citizens that they serve. And I'll bet your parents had no idea of the impact that they had in their simple life with their daughter and just conveying those values through hard work and through compassion and through service. Hey. They would, they would have no, again, that wasn't, they would just want to raise good kids. <laughs> After a good life. Exactly. They're, they didn't set out to, yeah. They didn't set out to make a big difference in the world. No, just, just in their own little world. Um, and yet, I mean, yeah, so, so generous um, and just really, really grateful. And those are, those are pretty good words to live by. Generous and grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is there anything that I have not asked you today that you want to share about your life and your learning or your philosophy? Um no, I just I guess I guess I just feel really fortunate that I've I've been able to 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 not not only um, I mean, I, I get I get paid to do what I really enjoy, which is <laughs> pretty cool. Um, and just you know, the idea of the whole you know 
solution focused and and um, all all those things that yeah that are that are part of our, our work I think is just so important and I just feel really privileged to be able to do that every day and work with a team that yeah wants wants to do that as well. Well, thank you. Thank you, Shelley, for joining us today in this session. Thank you for your wisdom, your humility, your obvious authentic presence. I think it's, uh, it's a, it, it just illustrates, you know, some people may seek to be a leader and to make a difference. And some people just, you know, and not just, but just, you know, some people have a a vision of just making a difference in the in, in others and just bringing value to others and each has our own value as if it's aligned with who you are as a human being so you've illustrated that very beautifully today and i want to thank you for your contribution to our listeners and to my life and i i look forward to our continued work together in your community thank you so much appreciate that and i do as well i've um, i've thoroughly enjoyed and I'm thoroughly enjoying your book. <laughs> it just kind of brings it all, all together, um, whether it's stuff that I've, I've thought of or heard of or, or just new ways of seeing things. And so it's, it's re-inspiring, which is great. That's the book, uh, The Other Everest, The yeah, Journey the to Everest. Authentic Leader. I was talking, telling my sister about it on the phone, and, and um, before we were done, she sent me a text and says, oh, thank goodness for Amazon, and she'd already ordered it. So <laughs> that's, like that. that's great. That's great. <laughs> Well, this, we live in this age where technology can be a great tool for passing along information. And I just, it's a privilege for me to be able to have this uh, technology of these podcasts. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us today and uh, joining us on this continued journey of uh, conversations with authentic leaders, uh, ordinary leaders who are doing extraordinary things. And I wish you all the very best. I wish, Shelley, you the very best in your work. And uh, thank you again to our listeners for joining us for this experience. Thank you.